Listen up. We're starting the show a little different today. Wait, is this Bobby's podcast? Yeah, but we're taking it over for a minute. The first thing we want to announce to you is that Jill's office is an official new sponsor of the Journey of a New Entrepreneur podcast. We're sponsoring it, A, because Bobby's cool and not just because he doesn't have any hair. B, because we think all entrepreneurs are pretty dope. And C, Bobby lost way too much hair from the stress of being a business owner. And we don't want that to happen to you, too. No way. (laughs) So you may be wondering, who is Jill? Well, Jill is your ultimate backup phone support. She doesn't sleep. She doesn't ever get sick. She never takes a vacation. And she always sounds friendlier than Bobby. I mean, come on, that's not very hard, but we do sound pretty darn good. Basically, she's the amazing first impression for every caller. All right, Bobby, we've got the phones covered for you. So let's fire up that guitar. Ah, yeah. My name's Bobby Walker with Journey of a New Entrepreneur, and I've got one message for you. Don't be a bitch! What is going on, everybody? It's Bobby Walker here with the Journey of a New Entrepreneur podcast. I'm probably one of the most professional podcasters you're ever going to know. You don't know what that means, but I know what that means, and I'm proud of it. I'm going to leave that in. So anyway, welcome back to the show today. I've got one of my best friends, and I don't, I'm not like saying that lightly. I'm not saying that loosely. I'm not saying that figuratively. Literally, one of my best friends is on the show today. His name is Kurt Kempton. And oh my gosh, let me tell you why I'm excited about this one is Kurt. He's one of the nicest guys you know. Now, let me tell you, he's not as nice as you think. Because on the outside, (laughs) everyone thinks Kurt Kempton is super nice. And he's just, you know, there's not a mean bone in his body and all this stuff. Well, I've been around the block a few times, so I know that's not the case. Okay, but uh, but I got Kurt Kempton, one of my best buds, and he is the founder of a software company called Responsibit. I know you guys know about it because Kurt's company um, uh, sponsors the show. But today we're actually not talking about Responsibit. I had asked Kurt, and I called in a favor, and I was like, "Hey, man, I want to deliver some great value to my listeners." I've heard you teach on a couple of things in the past. So like, I want to teach on these things. You know, I want to hear, you know, you've, you've been talking about, you know, things that customers are begging you to do in your business, you know, begging you to serve them. And frankly, it's some great value. So once again, I'm going to do my best, Kurt, today to talk very little. And that's a big, big challenge for me because you haven't <laughs> even got to say anything yet. And we're like in this a little ways, but I'm going to try to talk very little because I want to get to the meat and the potatoes of this thing. And then okay. maybe we can kind of shoot the BS a little here at the end. Is that, is that fair? I want to get some value for these guys and throw this in there for them. But before we get into that, Kurt, I do got to say one thing. Uh, the Jill's office sponsorship, those girls are amazing, but they forgot one little thing, which is go to jillsoffice.com. You guys heard the girls, you heard the intro, it was awesome, and that's why I love those guys, but just go to jillsoffice.com to check them out. Now, Kurt, let's get back to it, man. Absolutely, man. Okay, cool. Well, listen, let me tell you about Kurt, just so you know how I met him, and then uh, we'll go from there. Now, truth be told, uh, Kurt, I'm going to do the anticlimatical thing, okay? Is that a word, anticlimatical? Is that a thing? Well... Even if it isn't a made up word, I know what it means. Well, okay. So climatical would like the root would be like climax, right? 
you know, and actually this isn't where I was going, but stand up a little bit, sure. Kurt, I want to see your new logo on your chest. So, uh, yeah. yeah, so if you guys don't know, Kurt's response a bit, got the new logo, and here's what I love about it. Uh, so Kurt confirmed this. Did you literally go with a logo that resembles like the, um, what's that pill I'm thinking of, Kurt? Um, what's that thing called? Uh, I'm not, not sure. What what's, it, what, what's it rhyme with? I can't remember now. Um, God, I'm, I'm not going to let you. It rhymes. If you're talking about what some of the, some of the other people have been talking about online, you might be, uh, it rhymes with like Piatigra. Yeah, Viagra. Okay, I literally forgot the word I could think of. It. So, Kurt, is it true? <laughs> that was really terrible. I ruined the whole joke, but it ain't a joke. Is it true that you picked the, you know, the Viagra pill as a part of your logo to prove that Responsibid can sell all night long, baby? Because it's that automation software that's always out there doing things. Is that what that was about? Yeah, we believe in. At yeah, actually, I'll just leave that there. I just, I just about, I just about published something that would be really embarrassing to hear later on. Okay, okay. So, so here's the thing. I, I, I do want to give the quick intro here, guys. Is um, I met Kurt. Uh, well, we met at the huge convention back in 2017, and I bought. Actually, I bought Responsibit. I bought it for my company back in 2017. So I've been using it since then, and um, you know not much happened. We kind of had a good connection. And then we, you know, we talk here, we talk there, we kind of uh, enjoyed each other's personality a little bit and some exchanges online and what have you. And um, you were always very kind to me. I've always looked up to you. I heard you on Josh Latimer's podcast way back in the day. Um, I remember your phenomenal uh, uh, software platform. What's that one called? The uh, Afterburner. You know, you talked about on Latimer's podcast. Oh, Pre-Burner. Pre-burner. Yeah. And I was so excited. We're after burner now, but, but that was pre-burner. And uh, you were talking about all those things. And the inside joke there is he shut it down a little later. And I always like to give him a hard time for that. But uh, that's what good friends do. But uh, but we, we became buddies. And then he was like, dude, I want to do this thing. And you love response bid. Can I come to your house and record some stuff? And he was on his tour recording people. So he came over, he stayed the night at the house, got to meet the family and we became pretty good buds. And then yeah. we went to this thing yeah. and we went to an event and, um, uh, Pennsylvania. And he was like, dude, I need you to come to this thing and help me yeah. out and you can help me work it. And I'm like, cool, I can do that. And so, uh, we stayed in the same room and that's when things really got, you know, intimate in our relationship, you know, and oh, you know, it's, it was a crazy night. I don't remember everything about oh. it. I remember some weird, here's what I remember by the end of the night, we were both wearing each other's pants. There was a lot of empty ice cream, uh, packets in the room. And there was a UFC fight on the television. That's all I'm going to say. I don't remember how it all went down, but that was the night we became very, very good friends. Do you remember it that way, Kurt? Uh, not a, uh, not exactly that way. In fact, I, I thought you were going the whole rabbit hole that you had invented before. Well, I didn't invent um, anything. We just don't have time for all that, like for real. So, okay. So Kurt says he agrees. Okay. So yeah. that's how we've got to it. <laughs> and then we're going to have a lot of fun, but I do want to take just a second. You know, and literally it's going to be 60 seconds because I'm not going to dive into it. I've got some more episodes that are coming out in the future that are going to be talking about mental health because you guys know that that's something that I've been very, very serious about. And I have to take this weird, serious dip just for a second into mental health. And then we're going to come right back out and talk about fun stuff. But if you've been listening to my show, you know that I fell into a deep, deep pit of hopeless depression. And if you've been listening to the show, you've heard me tell the story about the guy that called me up, wouldn't let me get off the phone until I bought airfare to go to Chicago to go to this, um, the office experience, a TV show, you know, the TV show, the office and, 
and we get there and it was just an overnight thing. And, and really it was just a big uh, intervention to get me to get into therapy. That's really what it was. And, and just this great friend that was this guy right here, or I pointed upwards. I think he's on the side, one of the sides, but that was this guy right here. Um, so Kurt, I've already said this to you before in private, you know, we've had this conversation, we talk all the time, but publicly, I just want to say, um, bro, you win the friend of the friend of the year award, you know, you, um, you saw me in a dark place. You saw me in the pit. Um, you couldn't pull me out of it, but you threw a rope down and you stood at the top and you cheered your ass off until I pulled myself out. You even grabbed my hand at the top and helped me with the final couple of steps. Or, you know, and I just want to say, I love you, my friend. And I want to give you public props with you right here. Um, you know, friends aren't the best friends. Aren't the ones that are just fun. The best friends are the ones that'll do the hard stuff. The best friends are the ones that'll have the hard conversations. And um, you're one of those buddy. So I want to give you props. So I'll say this, you guys know responsive bids, a great sales tool. It, it works phenomenal. If you like stuff that makes you money, and if you like supporting guys that are awesome like him, go to jnebid.com. You can learn all about it. Get the best deal on it that you can think of. We'll move on. So, Kurt, I'm going to pull this out of that. I'm not going to let you respond or anything. We're going to pull out of that. I just had to get that out there. We're going to talk about some things that <laughs> – you okay there? He's, he's teared uh, up over there. Yeah. Uh, get, get, get your oh, act together, gosh. Kempton. Get Kill your act together. We got, we got some business to do. We got some bombs to drop on these people, okay? Kurt. All right. Help me out, man. I, I don't want you. You can't go in this rabbit hole. I'm sorry. I shouldn't have done that to you, but we're coming back. Now I'm throwing the rope <laughs> down for you. I need you to come out of this thing. Yes. We're happy. We're like, so, get me out of here. <laughs> so Kurt, uh, I heard you talking. Um, I've heard you do a presentation a couple of different times about, you know, uh, things that, that customers are begging you to do uh, in your company. Your customers are like, yeah. please do this thing. I'm going to do my damnedest to be very quiet from here on out. And I, I want to, I want you to run through these things. I, I think it's kind of like a three point sermon. I think, I think there was three of them, if I remember, but I don't care if there's a yep. hundred, yep. we're going to do this, <laughs> but we both have a hard stop at the top of this next hour. So we've got to get through it quick. So that's why I've rushed, rushed, rushed yeah. in the beginning. So Kurt, okay. take it away. You can open however you want to open. You can share whatever you want to share. And then let's get into these uh, things that customers are begging us to do. Cool. Well, I have to at least comment, Bobby. I love you, brother. And I'm yeah. so happy that you're here. Yeah, me too. I mean that literally. I'm so yeah. happy you're here. Me too, me too. Um, well, guys, I think that whenever people hear that Kirk Kenton's talking, they're always like, oh, here goes the guy talking about sales. And, <laughs> and so I think it's natural that a lot of people think, oh, Kurt's the sales guy. He's, he's the guy that just loves and is passionate about sales. I've got to start off by saying I'm really passionate about systems. And I think like most people who have a topic of choice, it sort of begins in, like I was saying earlier, a dark place, a place where you felt inadequate or a place that you felt like maybe you didn't measure up. So I, I, that's how I felt about sales when I started my cleaning company. Um, I had a really negative and, and, you know, for time's sake, I don't think I have time to get into all the different stories, yeah. but let's just generally say I grew up in a, in a. I'm not going to say poor, but we didn't have a lot growing up. Um, Cause I, I think it'd be disrespectful to poor people for me to call us poor. But I, I do think that I had a very strong sense that salespeople were bad 
They wanted to take money from hardworking people. They were manipulators. And sort of the caricature was the used car salesman. Yeah. I believe that the used car salesman was the popular version of all salespeople. <laughs> right. <laughs> so because of that false notion, I was extremely disappointed when I opened my window cleaning and pressure washing business and found out that I had just nominated myself as the only salesperson for the company. You know, and that's how any, I think, owner operator company begins is that you wear all the hats, even the ones you don't want to wear. And I had to get up close and personal with the fact that I sucked at sales. And here's what I mean by that, Bobby. I would go to a sales appointment. So first off, I would spend money on the money mailer. I would, yep. I, I wrote a check for $700, which by the way, Bobby, that was a ton of money for a mm -hmm. newlywed one baby. And we were a one baby family at the time who, by the way, she just turned 20 oh my last gosh. month. Yeah. It's been a, quite a while. Hold her tight, but anyway. She ain't going to be around if you don't. <laughs> well, I actually, I had this crazy tug of war going on in my brain because feed the family pulling one way. Don't be a, uh, you know, disingenuous, manipulative jerk face salesman pulling the other. And like, it was this, this crazy integrity war going on in me every time. I'd, so I spend the money on the money mailer. The phone starts to ring. People start asking how much it would cost to window clean or pressure wash their house. I would go out to their house, count up the windows, come up with all the reasons that they shouldn't have to pay full price. Understand in my own head why I was a charlatan for trying to take money from hardworking people. <laughs> I would go up and present a price, undercut myself, and wonder why I was hardly closing any jobs and why my, you know, I was working so hard to make so little. How am I ever going to grow this company? Okay, that's that was constantly mm -hmm. running through my mind. Well, anyway, fast forward a few years, I figured a few things out. Um, I'm going to be sharing with you guys today the, the three biggest things that I figured out that pulled me out of the guy who couldn't sell to save his own family's life mm -hmm. and feed his own babies um, to, you know, where I think a lot of people in the industry know me as just the home service sales guy. Yeah. Um, yeah. And yeah, I dedicate enough energy into making a sales software, but let's just be really clear. I was so afraid of selling that I originally actually was building a system to sell for me. Yeah. I was chickening out. <laughs> you made the clear. software because you weren't the best salesman. <laughs> it's irony, yes. right? Yeah. <laughs> I took the principles that I knew worked that I was too chicken to do on my own. And I built a software system to do it. Mm -hmm. And obviously a lot of things have happened since the initial rollout and we continue to make improvements, but let's get into the first thing. Okay. All right. So, the first thing, and, I, and I'm going to start with a, sort of a bang here, is that the sales, what, what is, how does the saying go? Um, What's the difference, the difference between a salesman and a saleswoman? Is that what you're looking for? <laughs> no, <laughs> no, the Michael Scott quote is, uh, is not actually what I was looking for. What is it that uh, fortune favors the brave or the bold, hmm. right? Yeah. Well, I've also heard the saying fortune is in the follow-up. Yeah. So I want to start. It's actually, Bobby, if you remember the first time I was doing that response to her and I came and I recorded you, I asked you, what's your favorite part of response bid? Mm -hmm. uh, do you remember what you said? Yeah, I do. Cause it's still the same thing. I said, follow up, oh, okay. the, fo the follow up sequences, uh, which we actually, I just recorded a, uh, an entire episode about, um, 
about 10 key things to do for your follow-up to be uh, significant with Liam, who did, uh, who did, he's one of the copywriters that you have at uh, ResponseCon when, when we're at ResponseCon. But yeah. So anyway, yes, I said follow-up because yeah. I freaking love it. And if things, if this makes it easier for you, Kurt, we just went deep on the follow-up so you can go anywhere you want yeah. with that. And the foundation's laid, my friend. Well, I want to stay at about 10,000 feet with follow-up because okay. people like Liam and, and like ResponseCon when people are hacking, you'll mm. see that there's an infinite number of things that you can do in your customer journey with follow-up. But if we go up to 10,000 feet, the beautiful thing about follow-up is that this is your opportunity to send all sorts of messages to your customers. You're sending signals. It's the things you write. It's the things you don't write. It's the things that, uh, the, the fact that it's coming you know, and, and then there's all the scenarios that it comes under, like in response, but we have statuses of bids. So someone who's interested, someone who said that they're interested in scheduling, but hasn't scheduled someone who's declined your quote, someone who's closed, you know, there's all sorts of scenarios. And Liam is the guy to talk to about all of that. But, and this is a really big, <laughs> oh, Bobby, I'm about to say it. This is a really big, but. Hey, come on, hey. come on. Yeah, I got Okay, go ahead. I, I wasn't even going to laugh. I didn't even think it was funny. That was a terrible, immature joke, Kurt. I'm yeah, way um, more immature than that. Yeah. <laughs> he said so, but. He didn't say big butt, just for the record. Go ahead. Go ahead. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I do do in my follow-up. Oh, snap. I, I, I caught it. I, just, I caught it. I thought I'd set you on the net for that one. Okay. So the thing about follow-up is that when you talk about the little intricacies, you have to start at the top. What is it that makes your company different? Mm -hmm. What is it that makes it so that the competition is irrelevant? What is it that makes it so that your price is an incredible value? What makes it so that they're not attached to the price, but they're attached to the value? Mm -hmm. um, I'm going to share a couple other things later on in the other two steps of the things that your customers are begging for. But for the purposes of follow-up, just know that there are a million things you could talk about. You're allowed to talk about one of them per follow-up. And when you bring them up, you're, you're both telling them and showing them what it is that makes you uh, absolutely unshoppable. Okay. I, I use the term unshoppable because everybody thinks when they go to raise their prices, everyone thinks, oh, geez, I'm the most expensive in my area. Mm -hmm. Well, there's another guy in your area that says he's the most expensive. Yep. And some of you are saying, well, there's guys who are cheaper than me. I don't know how they make the money at that price. Well, maybe that price is their unique selling proposition. And that's what makes them unshoppable. Mm -hmm. And they're picking up all the clients that you don't want. Bob, you have that famous saying is like, if you're having a hard time selling against the $99 guy, you're just another overpriced. $99. Yeah, you you are a $99 guy. You're just charging too much because you can't beat yep. him. You don't have any value that, that gets you over that 99 bucks. So your customers are begging to do business with legitimate people. I don't think a lot of people realize this. Um, and this might be a, a mind bomb for some people, but the home service industry is absolutely known as the worst service you can get. Yep. Ask any homeowner that's ever dealt with them. It, even the bigger up. companies, not, not just low barrier to oh, yeah. ones, but even, even big ones, cable companies, roofing companies, security companies, it doesn't matter. How many times do homeowners call, leave a voicemail? Or if that's if the mailbox isn't full, that's that's one of the big ones. Mm -hmm. The voicemail box for this person is full. Try again later. Like you already know everything you need to know right then. 
they call, they leave a voicemail. You don't call them back ever, or maybe a week later, if you'd call them at all, um, you show up for the quote or for the job the day after or not at all. Like these are all super legitimate things that are happening every day in the home service industry. And it makes us all look like fools. Like, like when I talk to people like friends who are having people over, they all dread it. Like I got to get someone out here to do this. But I, if I can just get someone to return my call. So home service industry bar is very low. Mm-hmm. So, oh, hey, Kurt, why you got to be such a negative Nelly? Well, actually, I'm telling you this right now. This ain't a bad thing. Yeah. This, <laughs> this is a good a thing. Bad thing. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Your follow-up is where they go, okay, I'm going to get three quotes. And then one person comes out and gives them a quote. Or one person's website gives a quote from the website. Or one person gives a quote over the phone. I don't care how you do it. Mm-hmm. The other two don't respond. How does that look on you? Well, it looks pretty darn good. Mm-hmm. But- this is the thing. If you give the quote and you show up on time, you do your thing. And then they say, well, I'm still waiting on a couple of the people to get back to me about their quote. I mean, if you're bold, one thing to say is, well, where are they? Yeah. You know, <laughs> like, you know, I, I think that you're about to, you're about to wait on doing service on people who were not that interested in getting this information to you quickly. Yeah. You know, is that something? The other way to do it, the other way to play it, and this is more of a Frady cat way of doing it, is the next day and the day after that and the day after that. After they can't get people to return their calls, after they can't get people to show up when they said they're going to show up, after they can't get the person back on the phone they talked to earlier that said they're going to be there an hour ago. Your your follow-up emails or text messages or whatever show up. Hey, I was just curious if you've had time to think on the quote anymore. Did you have any questions about the quote? These are two very different experiences. I'm waiting on a quote from one person who I can't even get to acknowledge my existence. Mm-hmm. And meantime, I've got this other person who feels like like I'm the only person in their world. Yep. Follow-up sends a strong signal that if you buy from me, I will be here if there's problems. I will be here if you want to give me your money. I will mm-hmm. be here and do good work. I am a professional. I love and it. Now, automating that follow-up, is is obviously a key yep. because especially in the owner operator world, which I know, you know, Bobby, there's probably a good Norton num- number of your audience that are owner operators. Mm-hmm. Yep. And I know that now we've got people hitting the million dollar mark left and right in our industry. Like I've never seen this, this explosion since COVID. I feel like I've met more people who've broken the million dollar mark than probably my whole existence of home service industry before COVID. Wow. Wow. Yeah. It's happening like crazy. So we've got people out there who've got, you know, the 10 employee companies. We've got the people who are just out there doing their own thing. doesn't matter which one you are. My point is, is that we all have a lot to get done. And the technology leverage of automating that follow-up is what makes you look good. And it's what makes your customer feel good. Yeah. Um, when I say your customers are begging for follow-up, I'm going to take us back to the beginning. The bar is low. All you have to do is help your customer to understand this guy, this girl is different than all the rest. When you do that, whether it's through automation or just hacking out those emails every morning and taking 30 minutes to, you know, manually send out these, these follow-ups, the, the message is the same to the customer. The way they feel on the other end of that is exactly the same. There's only two cautions I would give you about 
automated follow-up because obviously automated follow-up is a space that my software lives in, but follow-up is a space I live. I love follow-up. Um, number one, if you train your customers to ignore you, your, your follow-up will defeat itself. Hmm. Do not send emails with lots of colors in the text, with lots of imagery at the top. You know, the newsletter thing, that was, that was important back in the day. You can format your emails in a way that makes it very clear and obvious that this email was not directed directly to them. You must make your follow-up feel like it was two sentences, three sentences. Mm -hmm. now, now, if you're working with someone like Liam, who knows what they're doing, you can build out long stories. And, but this is an art and a science though. Yes. The important thing, the principle of one about follow-up that I will warn you about is number one, do not train your customers to ignore you. Mm. You can do that with subject lines. You can do it with all sorts of different things that, that will just turn them off. It's got to feel like you wrote it one-to-one. -one. Mm -hmm. And when people write automated follow-up, they have this tendency to make it like it's one-to-many. And when someone gets an email that's one-to-many, they have no reason to respond, which leads me Oh, were you going to say something, Bobby? No, no. I'm, I was, I'm just sitting here saying, yep. I, yeah, yeah I'm just going, yep, yep. Mm -hmm. <laughs> okay. Number two, every follow-up that you want someone to respond to must end with a question. You mm. must. Your last line of the email must have a question mark, and it must be the question that the whole email was driving toward. Now, I say email. This could be a text message as well. Mm -hmm. But if you just say, we did this, we did that, we did this, love Kurt. You just weed all over yourself and nobody wants to talk to you. Like mm -hmm. it doesn't do anything. So we mm -hmm. would love to help you with this thing. When were you hoping to have it performed by? When, you know, what were the most important aspects of this job to you? Just uh, someone who is engaging with your follow-up is taking the steps to be able to do business with you. If your emails are just to inform, don't send it. So hmm. let's just say, Interesting. Um, again, I don't want to get too far into the weeds, but let's, let's pretend I was Liam for just a second. Yeah. Liam wrote, wrote you a great email. And this email explains why choosing a poor contractor is going to be a nightmare for you. They don't follow up. They don't do the things they're supposed to do. They break your stuff. You can't ever find them again. They disappear uh, as opposed to a professional that, you know, will honor warranties and not crush all your flowers and your flower beds, blah, blah, blah. That's very informative. But if that was the only purpose of your email, then you missed the mark. Mm. We have to understand where does the engagement happen? So my question is at the end, do you, are you, um, have you ever had an experience like this? Just something like that mm. could get someone to like, to like move from, we, 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 we are so great. We are so great to, oh, flip, flipped it into my own life. That's something to respond to. Making, making it them about them. Yeah. Which actually that's something that Liam talked about when he was on the show was one of his big points was always make it about them, not about you. Yes. Yeah. And if you're yeah. asking them a question, unless the question is, do you think I'm pretty? And even that is about them because it's about what they think, but yeah, but yeah, I get your point. Yeah. You know, when you're asking a question, now it's, I want to know about you. I love that. Yes. So uh, again, Liam is the type of person who I'm not capable of doing what Liam does. And I know yeah. a lot of other people aren't. He can write a three paragraph thing that every sentence makes me want to read the next sentence. Mm -hmm. 
my strategy, which is the poor man's strategy, which is a uh, very simple. It's like, as far as gold nuggets goes, if you struggle with writing and you're not going to hire someone like Liam, then limit yourself to two sentences with a period and one sentence with a question mark. Yeah. I'll, that will get read. And I'll tell you what I like about that. And and honestly, Kurt, that's how my follow-up has been. You know, I mean, it might be more than two maybe here and there, but like I literally have some follow-up that's one or two sentences, probably don't have the question at the end probably. But, um, and the beauty of it is, is that still works really well. I mean, like, yeah. you know, we, we get a lot of work from our follow-up sequences and I'm talking about the ones even like after we've done work for them, you know, uh, you know, way mm -hmm. down the road, but, uh, but sometimes less is more. And probably if you're not as skilled, I I've told Liam, he's my emotional marketing wordsmith is what I've said. He is, Cause I think he's like, so masterful of this stuff, but, yeah. uh, but if I'm not Liam, you know, I, I can write it out long form, but it's just gonna, you know, be ugly. Yeah. I'm actually hiring uh, Ian, Ian, Liam, uh, he's going to be doing stuff for our, our follow-ups uh, within responsibility so we can really build these things up. But anyway, I, I'm, yeah. I know yeah. we have limited time and I'm just agreeing with you anyway. So, so the, the last thing I'll say about follow-up before I go to the next topic that your customers are begging you for is don't forget the customers that declined you. Mm. I find out every time I go to a trade show, um, every time I am among responsibility customers, it there's never not a time there's never a time that goes by where someone doesn't come up to me and say kurt did you know about the decline status <laughs> <laughs> i i i am aware yeah dude <laughs> i probably made thirty thousand dollars last yep. year off of people who told me no yeah um, I'm laughing it goes, because it's like, do you know about the decline status? Well, I kind of created it, you know, so, <laughs> but I, I think I've been one of those guys, uh, probably not at a show, but just on Voxer or something. Yeah. Or I'll hijack the decline status is probably the one that gets you the most amped. I mean, you already said it. I'm just reiterating. Yeah. So for those that are listening, if you don't get it, so decline status would be, you know, I go out and I give you a quote and you haven't bought from me yet. You haven't told me yes, but you haven't told me no. So I'm in open status, right? So my, my follow-ups are doing their things. You know, hey, Mr. Jones, give me your money. Hey, Mr. Jones, please give me your money. Hey, Mr. Jones, <laughs> give me a little less of your money if you'll just give me, you know, whatever, right? I'm, I'm kidding a little bit there, but um, but then it, after a period of time, you know, mine goes into what we call decline status. And that just means, you know what? They're not getting back to us. They won't give us a no. I'm calling it a no. And when it goes into decline status, I've got two emails that go out. I, I might have more. I, well, actually, I know I have more now, but I think I only have two that go out in the near future. And okay. the uh, the near future one is uh, the first one is going to be something like, hey, thanks for giving us a, an opportunity. And that's all it is. Hey, thanks for giving me an opportunity. You know, we, we asked for it. You gave it to us. That's all we can ask for. Right. You're, you're the best. I call that the classy goodbye. The classy yeah. goodbye. There you go. And that, well. Okay. And then I say, and suck it because you wasted my time. So I, mine's less classy. <laughs> okay. And that goes out like right away. And then like, I don't know, it's two or three weeks. It's been so long since I've done this, but a couple of weeks later, I have another one that goes out and it just says, the subject line just says, uh, how'd everything go? And then in the body, it just says, Hey, I, you know, I was just going through my records or I've just sitting here, whatever. I forget exactly how it says. I was just sitting here, thought of you. And, um, uh, I know you went with someone else, which is cool. I just want to make sure that everything went good for you. Let me know if we can ever help you in the future. Well, let me tell you, 
both of those emails get big responses. And I think what they, the people they get the responses from are the ones that really are just kind of behind overwhelmed and just like not up to date on all their stuff. So they probably got all the other messages that you got just probably didn't see them. But the ones that caught their eye was the thanks for giving me a shot. The, yeah. you know, Hey, how'd things go with the other guy, you know, type of thing. Yeah. All of a sudden that catches their attention. They look it up and here's the responses you get. Oh, I'm so sorry. Like they're all, they apologize to you. I am so sorry. I meant to get back to you before. Uh, when can we do this? Oh, I'm so sorry. I meant to get back to you before. Um, you know, is this offer still good? You know, whatever things like that. And then you're closing deals to people that told you no. So I just took like five minutes of your time, but that, well, that's like Bobby, my favorite one, man. That's my favorite one. <laughs> well, I will say there's, there's another version of that, that, I mean, the client can work a million different ways, but mm -hmm. my favorite ones that I hear are the people who laugh in your face that you're so expensive. You send them the classic goodbye, you know, the client status, yes. the classic goodbye goes out. You look good. Um, but then the guy that was going to do it for $99 doesn't show up. What a yep. surprise, surprise, right? Mm -hmm. Well, now they've got crow to eat because they laughed at you. Like, that's highway robbery. I can't believe you'd charge. I found someone who did it for $99 and you want $500. That's insane, you know. But it's very difficult for them to come back from that. So you send that second email out. And you pave the way for them to make it look like you've forgotten. Your feelings aren't hurt. Mm. We're good. I just want to make sure everything's good. If you ever need anything, we're here for you. Yeah. Now it's a lot easier to eat crow. They mm. wouldn't have reached out on their own, but like go, you know what? Here you are, the guy I didn't give any money to. Uh, and I laughed at. And you're like still reliable. Yep. Yep. Just come do it. Just take my money and make my problem disappear. And guess that what? That is power. Those are the ones that, I mean, if I toot my own horn, I got a lot of reviews, but those are the ones that turn into Google reviews too. Uh, yeah. the, I hired another company. They were terrible. I hired these guys. They knocked it out of the park. They're amazing. Boom. So you, you went all over the place with it. Yeah. Well, let's, let's go into the second thing that your customers so the, are begging you for. So the first thing was just be remembered, Have, stay in touch, you know, be out there with them. Stay in touch and be intentional. Okay. Yep. All right. So number two. So number two, I'm actually gonna I'm gonna put this one in the middle. This is one that I think a lot of people think all response of it is is um, like bid automation, like website automation. Mm -hmm. I'm gonna phrase it a little differently, and that is is give your customer a route to you that they can work quickly through automations. Mm. So so people who are familiar with response of it, they know that. We allow responsibility to be installed on your website. So a customer can interact with it, give themselves mm -hmm. an instant quote. You can turn different features on and off and certain services and all sorts yeah. of other things that makes it so that a customer can self-serve. It's the same thing when you're at the checkout line and you want to check out your own cart. Mm -hmm. um, you know, Amazon, you can go and do all your research, do your thing, click your phone and it makes it happen. There's a generation of people coming up who are afraid of talking to salespeople. Actually, I think it's a generation of people coming up that are afraid to talk to humans. Um, it, it's getting to be a bigger and bigger pool. However, um, Bobby, you and I have talked about this in the past, yeah. is that response and bid is a sales tool to build your customer journey. Yes. It's, it, response and bid is not the give quotes on your website thing. It's the... Yep. Uh, make life, make, make things easier on you to make things great 
on your customer thing. That's really, yes. there's your, uh, you know what? You can have that one for free as long as you pay me for it, but that's your new, your new. For free whatever. as long as you right. pay for it. Oh, good, good. I'm always looking for things that are free as long as I It's can the pay thing for it. that makes stuff easier than it has. You should, typically is. There you go. There you go. That, that'll make you. TM. TM. <laughs> Over a million okay. sold. <laughs> Did you just trademark that right now? Okay. Sorry. The office reference. Okay. So, um, so my point is, is that if you are building a customer journey that is just for you, that is very manual, you are setting yourself up to give your customer a journey that wasn't built for them. Hmm. And it's, it's 2022. Say we that again, Kurt. Say that again. Yeah. If you build a customer journey, that is the most, uh, you know, you built it with just yourself in mind. Mm -hmm. You are at risk of building a customer journey that was built for you mm -hmm. and not your customer. Yeah. It's kind of like, game, I wouldn't pay that much for pressure washing. Yeah. Cause you're poor. That's why you started a pressure washing company. Like uh -huh. don't, don't go after poor clients, go after rich ones. It's just yeah. Same concept at the end of the day. Right. Yeah. I mean, yeah. Yeah. And, and so when, when I talk to people about building up automations, whether it's an online quoting system, Bobby, you actually, you actually just had a new website built. And in this time you're, you're going the route of not putting instant quotes for various reasons. I know yeah, you yeah. built your customer journey to begin in person. Yeah. We don't even have the, I've got a lot of staff and things like that now. So like, you know, when I first got responsive bid, the main thing I wanted for, I wanted it because people can get their own quote. And I was like, if I can just put it on my website, that'll fix all my problems. And it actually did. There's a story behind that that, that I've told on the podcast way back when, uh, a long time ago with you actually. But, um, but that's not my problem anymore. You know, my problem is mm -hmm. not that I can't get to stuff. My problem is not whatever. I've got amazing people. We like doing our sales with people. So we, um, you know, we, we run appointments in person. We also sell over the phone. Now we do a little bit of that and responsive bid really empowers us on both of those things. When you're in person, am I going too deep? You want me to shut up? Uh, no, I, I'll, I mean, I'll wrap it up in 30 seconds. Okay. Just, yeah. Cause I know I'm, I'm derailing you. All I was going to say is when we go out in person, responsive bid allows you to be emotionally in the moment because it does all of the figuring and factoring for you so i can just focus on the emotional whenever i'm uh doing it over the phone because response bid is really powerful and it does take a while to set up because of all the options it makes it really easy for my team to put together accurate quotes really in the same way but now they're on the phone it's on the fly it's quick and it's easy I, really i guess i'm saying the same thing twice and it allows them to connect and engage with the customer on that emotional level instead of needing to worry about those dollars and cents so essentially what responsive bids doing is pulling out the non-human element of our business and allowing us to be more front and center there yes so so let's just use the word intentionality yep. your customers are looking for they're begging you for an intentional path to follow the problem is, is that most business owners in the home service industry, and the reason they're spinning plates and dropping them all, dropping their plates all the time, is because they're not intentional. They make it up again every day, over and over and over again. And there's about a million iterations of the same thing happening all over the place of their customer journey. So let me just say this if you don't know what your customer's journey is specifically for the different paths that they can follow, mm -hmm. Even if you're not using response, but this, this can be done with anyone with a notebook. 
you know, I mean, I don't recommend running your business out of a notebook, but the, the thing you can do is, is that you can, you can be very clear and specific about when someone has gotten a quote, this is what the quoting process looked like. And this is, you know, as we talk about follow, this is what the post follow-up process looks mm -hmm. like, or the post quote process looks like. If you build that journey and you send every customer on the same journey, you're guaranteeing yourself three different benefits. Number one, you're going to be consistent. So you're not going to look ridiculous when you have to give a quote to their neighbor or, yep. or whatever. Mm -hmm. Number two, you are making it so that everything that's good about your company will not be forgotten to be shared in value proposition to your customer. And that's important because you remember on your good days to say 90% of the good things about your company. And on a bad day, you probably don't even mention a single thing. You just are <laughs> one commodity against all of the competitors that are the same commodity. Yeah. Um, so that's terrible. And the third thing that it does is it basically takes into account the fact that your business was built for your customers. And some of you are saying, no, I went into business for myself. Okay. But the most selfless thing that you can do, uh, or sorry, the most selfish thing you could do for yourself is build a company where the whole first part of their interaction with you is designed for them. Hmm. That selflessness turns into the most selfish thing you could possibly do for yourself because it's, it's replicatable, it's scalable, and it's putting your best foot forward every single time. And I have a lot to add, but we don't have the time. So I'm just going to say, amen. <laughs> amen. Well, let me, okay. So, so, so far we've got, um, the two things that your customers are begging for, mm -hmm. they need you to be there, follow yep. up with them. The second thing is, is you've got to automate your business in a way that your customer journey is the thing mm -hmm. you're, you're going to spray soap on it and you're going to rinse it down and you're going to have trucks and equipment. Just be clear. That's not your business. That is, that is your operation. The journey is what people are buying from you. And part of that will be the clean thing at the end. Okay. The last thing I want to talk about is the importance of giving a person a way to move forward with you right now. Mm. Okay. This is a big topic. Um, I could talk for hours on this, but I'm going to do my best. Well, you to, got three uh, minutes. Oh, okay. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. You got more. You got all you, you got all you want. I know you have the hard stuff. <laughs> yeah. So the thing about a customer being able to buy from you right now is that they need information but they need just enough that they feel empowered and not so much that they feel overwhelmed. They need to know they've got enough information to not be dumb and make a dumb decision, but they need to feel like they're not so like overwhelmed that there's no possible way they could make a, a decision under these kinds of pressures. So how do you do that? Well, some of you out there listening have a maid service company. Some of you have carpet cleaning companies and some of you have, uh, you know, pressure washing is a big one, roof cleaning. You know, there's a lot of different things. And, most of you have a mingling of multiple services. Mm -hmm. So I need to get some terminology out. First of all, when I refer to packages in the responsibility terminology, that means within a service, you offer several different levels of clean. Now that might not translate for everything. I know people who have gutter cleaning that say I clean gutters or I don't clean gutters. So yeah. there's only one package offering. But like but for window cleaning, it could be, option one package option one is exterior windows package option two 
is uh, interior and exterior windows. And then package option three, it'd be interior, exterior, screens, and tracks. So those would be three package Boom. options within your context. Yep, exactly. So when I'm referring to packages, that's exactly what I'm talking about. I do recommend that you have several different options within limits. Mm -hmm. But when I talk about bundles, now I'm talking about cross-selling your services. Yeah. So a bundle would be saying, we only offer one kind of gutter cleaning, but you can pair that gutter cleaning with a the the interior and exterior window, or actually gutter cleans and exterior service, put it with your exterior windows. That's a really profitable service yeah. for us to offer. We're going to offer you a discount if you'll just pick the thing that I think is a, it's a really profitable service for me, but it's a really nice experience for you. You don't even have to be home for it. Right. And that would be a bundle, two different services together. I say yes to one thing, but I'm buying two. Mm -hmm. okay. Now th this gets really exciting when I say, how would you like your roof to be clean, your gutters to be clean, your windows to be clean and your driveway to be all cleaned up. Um, and we can, we can get that all done for you for $1,575. Like one, yes, one, yes from the customer buying four services, right? The power in bundles is to curate an experience for your customer and have a bunch of psychological benefits. And this is where it gets super exciting for me. When a customer, I'm going to, I'm going to use, um, I'm going to use like a fast food for a second because I want to make sure I bring home a certain point. When you walk into um, like McDonald's, like we walk up to the counter, we're like I'll have a number two. Mm -hmm. Well, number two isn't what you're buying, but you were able to say, I'll have a number two, which was the same as you saying, yeah. I'll order a medium drink, uh, a big Mac sandwich or whatever. <laughs> I'm sorry. I'm not. Wow. No, listen, I'm just sitting here and I'm like, oh my gosh, they've been doing this to me my whole life. I'm like, I I'm just having one of those epiphanies where I'm like, this stuff oh. works because <laughs> I'm like, yeah. <laughs> I knew, I knew that they were value meals and everything, but I'm like, literally, you know, what do you, what do you get at McDonald's? Oh, just two things. Number two for me and a number three for the wife. No, you're not getting two things. You're getting one, two, three, uh, maybe four things per thing. So you're getting six to eight things. You're not getting two things, but this uh, uh, you, carry on Kurt. I'm just letting this work yeah. in my head. I like it. Yeah. Well, that's the power of it. You said yes to so many things, but it was so cognitively easy for you. There's so little friction mm -hmm. that you didn't get caught up on so many details that it became too complicated to say yes. It's so easy. You'll get the meal just because it's convenient that has a drink when you're five minutes from your house that and you have the same drink at home that you get in the meal. Yeah. But you still do it just because it's because your customers so are begging you to do it. Yeah. Yes. Now, okay. So now we've got the concept of bundling. I can take of all the drinks and of all the sandwiches and of all the fries and all the desserts or whatever that comes with it and just say, you say yes one time, you're buying all these things. Now let's talk about the idea of a customer who doesn't have a clue what all's involved with pressure washing or maid service or whatever. So they already are, are coming at you with a disadvantage. Let me give you a few of the disadvantages that, that people who sell these services might not even consider. The first is, is that 
in their mind, they have probably already picked a price of what that's probably worth. They already know probably what someone on the other end of the phone could say to them that would sound about right. Mm -hmm. Okay. Problem about someone who doesn't know anything about this service is that number is probably grossly low. So the way that most people deal with this is they need to call around or they need to go to a few different websites. Now, the problem is that most people's websites won't have the guts to put their price out there. Mm -hmm. So instead, they go to your website, they bounce back, they go to someone else's website, they bounce back, they go to someone else's website. Finally, they find Home Advisor or Thumbtack. And uh -huh. finally, someone is promising them to give them a price. Yeah. So they've already been to your website. You're too wimpy to give them a price. So <laughs> they now you pay to have them as a lead and compete with a bunch of other companies. Okay. Mm -hmm. So thank you, Thumbtack, Home Advisor, making the promise that none of the companies would. Now we're all going to play on this, on their court that they've curated. Mm -hmm. Well, I don't know if you guys have ever dealt with Thumbtack or Home Advisor, but it is actually as the customer side, it's very stressful because they do the exact opposite of what we just talked about. I've got a bunch of information that's not compatible coming in. Yep. Our company does it this way. Our company does it this way. Our company will only clean interior and exterior windows for the first time when we come. Uh, is that the company that, that did include the screens or didn't include the screen? You know, it's very confusing and your phone's ringing off the hook and it, and like, they're like, oh geez, that sucked. I don't want to do that ever again. And if you are in charge of curating the experience, one thing that you can do is you can help the person who needs to get some context. You can give them all the context they need. Mm. You can say happiness level one, which probably has all the bells and whistles. Okay. This is your luxury. Um, well, to use cars as an example. And again, I'm not a car guy. Apparently I'm not a restaurant guy or a car guy. But, <laughs> um, um, but if I like, if I was going to go to the Lexus lot and I don't even know what a model of Lexus is, give me a model of Lexus. You're asking the wrong bro. Uh, uh, how about a, a Z 72 R? I have no idea. Okay. Okay. So the Z 72 R I walk on the lot. They're going to have three trim packages to pick from. Mm -hmm. One is going to have heated seats and a massager and a GPS, you know, big old screen on it and the, the media package. And it's going to have, uh, all sorts of auto starts and all sorts of stuff that's going to come with it. And then they're going to have a medium package and that medium package might have a downgrade in a few of those things. Now, Lexus, we already know is going to, you know, be more towards the higher end. So their low end version of the Z75 XRG is going to be uh, higher end than most, but it certainly wouldn't be comparable to the higher trim package. But here's, here's what psychologically is happening. You walk onto a car lot and you've got 50 models of cars to pick from. And you've got 30 colors to choose from in each of those models. But if I can get you to kind of tell me a little bit about what, what you want to do with your car, I can get you to a model and we can get rid of all the stuff around. Then I can get you to say yes to one of three things. And that's where the, the cognitive uh, benefit of saying, Oh, three is a number that my brain can handle. Um, Donald Miller at StoryBrand uses bowling balls as an example. He says, I can hand you three bowling balls and you'll be all right. But if I give you a fourth bowling ball, you're probably not holding any bowling balls anymore. Mm, yeah. That's what we want to do with the brain. We want to give them enough information. They feel like they're in control. They yep. understand what's going on. They're empowered and they know what they're looking at. 
but not so much that they're overwhelmed. So we get all the stuff out of the way that they aren't interested in. And then we anchor them to a price that is realistic, but on the high end. And mm. the reason that's important is because if I thought Alexa should cost, you know, $5,000, no matter what price I'm quoted on any model of an Alexis down on the car lot, I'm going to be severely disappointed mm. because the number in my head was already wrong. I can't come back from that. But if I show you the nicest version of the model that will do what you want it to do, and I tell you it's going to be a $75,000 car, you will probably still not be interested in that car. But mm. remember, you wouldn't have been interested in any of them. Yeah. Maybe you have $75,000 in the bank, or maybe a, a payment on a $75,000 car doesn't scare you. But, but that is too far removed from what you were expecting. So now we move to the next phase. We show you the middle car. The middle car is $60,000. Well, now I've been anchored to 75,000. We've moved down and I've had to make some sacrifices. Mm -hmm. My brain is now playing the space of reality. You brought me back to reality and you're lowering the price as you do so. Mm -hmm. That allows me and the customer, the room to like say, wait, 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 don't take that away from me and upsell myself again. Or, okay, we're at least moving the right direction. And I can show you the last one to do a final downsell yeah. or allow for you to do the final upsell. And at that point, these bundles, because let's be clear, a car is a bundle too. It's a transmission, an engine, it's seats, mm -hmm. it's uh, yeah. your radio. You didn't I mean, buy there's, there's, a car, you bought 4,000 things. <laughs> yeah, yes, my, mind, exactly. my mind is still going crazy over that. So I feel, <laughs> yeah. I feel so lied to. I feel like my whole life has just been, been, been a fraud now that I've realized this. <laughs> bundle after bundle. So the last thing your customers are begging for is give them context and help them to see linearly what, how everything compares so that they are empowered to make a choice. Because believe it or not, people don't want to decide for weeks and days or even hours about what home service provider they're going to have come paint their house or clean their toilets or whatever. They, like this is something they're trying to check off their list. This yeah. is not something that they want to dwell on. So if you can help them get the context they need, bring them back to reality, have them make a bunch of decisions with just one yes, you have done your job to curate the experience for a customer that allows them to get from to the place that they want to be in the most beautifully curated way. And when I say beautifully curated, McDonald's knows that fries and this sandwich and this drink go well together. Like mm -hmm. it, it wasn't like some random weird mishmash. It's even more important for a home service company that if you're going to have me wash your windows, it would probably be a good time for me to house wash you right now so that your windows will be clean after I wash your house, as opposed to washing your house and then leaving those spotted windows. You can actually curate a way that makes sense for your customers to say, ah, yeah, that's the solution I'm looking for. And then price becomes so much less important because you've gotten them hooked on the value mm -hmm. and they can start to say, okay, my problem that you're taking away is, is much bigger than the dollar amount you're asking me for. And then for all the other reasons we've talked about in this podcast of why you're standing out among the others in the crowd, it makes you an obvious yes. Yeah. Uh, all right, guys. Thank you for listening to the Journey of a New Entrepreneur <laughs> podcast. This is Bobby. Don't forget. Don't be a bitch. Blah, blah, blah. Yada, yada, yada. So, <laughs> wow, Kurt. Okay. Let me tell you what happened, guys. I said, Kurt. I want, I just want to deliver some value to my, my audience. I've heard you talk about this stuff. 
will you do it? And he's like, would I? And I'm like, peg leg. And then here we are doing this. Thing. <laughs> and if you don't get that joke, I feel bad for you. But, um, oh. but, but Kurt, uh, let me just say this uh, here. Let me get my, my podcasty influencer. Uh, hold on. Let, here's my response. Oh my God, Kurt, that was just, you just, I, I can't do it. I can't do it. I don't have it in me, but that was amazing. <laughs> that was really awesome. So, uh, let me just say this. Uh, how, how did you get so stinking smart, man? Well, I'm not smart because I just regurgitated a bunch of stuff that I've learned um, from other smart people. Um, actually, a lot of what I shared for you, there's a guy at Duke University whose only job is to understanding buying patterns and habits mm -hmm. that um, that I've learned a, a bunch from. His name is Dan Airely. Um, oh. Dan Airely has done a lot of studies about things, and that is actually how Responsive had started. And then obviously data that we've gathered, um, talking to Responsive bidders and watching you know what works and what doesn't when we brought bundling out to go along with packages mm -hmm. people started 4xing their average ticket price like oh man we gotta like yeah. this is the most important thing we've ever done I love and the customers are happier Th to be clear for those of you who have integrity like questions here the customers are happier because they're getting more complete experiences they're getting what they want you ain't forcing them to buy anything you're not lying to it well if you are lying to them shame on you and you're not you don't live in the NBZ, but you know, you're not lying to them. You're not forcing them. You're serving them. You're literally saying, they said, Hey, we want a thing. You said, Hey, here's the thing that I do. And here's my, how much it'll cost you. And they're saying, thank you. You, you can't yeah. listen. If you don't like that, you, you just like to be unhappy and you're, you're not allowed on the Janie. Get out of here. We don't want you <laughs> around here. So. Kurt, oh, I can't wait to see you again, man. I'm I'm coming to your neck of the woods in uh, January. Or I, yeah, it is. It's in January. Um, Very last weekend in January. Yeah. And I, I've got to give you a big thank you. Okay, uh, for real. You know, I, this isn't as important as the the beginning stuff. But as you know, I'm really pursuing my um, speaking career. You know, uh, so listeners, listen. If you know people that want someone to come speak at their event. And they don't mind, you know, big ogreish Viking looking guys. I'm your guy. I want to do this. Yeah. All right. I want to breathe life Best into stuff. Ever. Right. I want to help people get to where they want to, where they want to be and get over their humps and get past themselves and all that good stuff, all that crap. Right. And, <laughs> and uh, you're giving me an opportunity to, to, you know, um, you know, work on my chops and, and I'm the MC at Responsicon this year, which is going to be a lot of fun. And, um, also for everyone listening i'm 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 the kickoff keynote speaker at the pwmca event in february which nice. uh, i'm super excited about as well but um kurt tell people or actually maybe i can i don't know uh, can i tell people about response to come i mean can we oh talk please about that? do yeah so, absolutely so uh i was at the uh well the first officially named one i was not at the first thing you put on but i was at the first one called responsicon which was the that infamous trip where we wore each other's pants and the empty ice cream containers the ufc fight on all that stuff still don't have a clear memory of how all that went down but a smile comes to my face every time i think of it so thank you Kurt. but <laughs> but anyway uh i went to that one and then i went to the uh next one which was like the first big one right the 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 yeah, one that was yeah. in arizona i think it was 2020 right before the whole world changed and then um yep. last year i couldn't make it because i was you know dealing with my stuff but we got it coming back up and responsicon is the the it's the premier um sales and marketing um uh 
convention or conference. Uh, it's a conference, I guess, not a convention. Conference, uh, yeah. conference in our industry. And um, what, what I mean by that is all we do is we talk about sales and we talk about marketing. And I think there's probably some leadership that gets sprinkled in there too. Yeah. And um, it's not the the event for responsive users. It's the event for people that want to dial in and improve the sales and the marketing at their companies and their businesses. And then they, uh, from there, um, if you're also a responsive bidder, you actually get a lot of like hands-on work on improving your stuff on there and working on your follow-up sequences. I guess if you're not a responsive bidder, you still get, there's copywriters there helping you write your follow-up sequences. You have videographers there with teleprompters where once, you know, you, you write these, these videos for your website that a professional copywriter uh, helped you make, you then have professional videographers that are in there with good lighting and good cameras, and you actually get to to read your script right through a teleprompter. You leave the conference not just with a ton of information, but with a lot of things that you actually executed on while you were there yes. that, that ultimately generates more money for your business. And then there's a lot of fun at night. We have all these events and I'm the party captain, folks. I'm going to be the dude that will be <laughs> ramrodding this. It's going to be fun. But every night uh, we have some organized uh, events and it's a more intimate uh, event than like, say, the huge convention that has like 1500 people. What is this going to be? 200, 300, probably. I'm, I'm not even yeah, sure. We're going to we have to cap it at 300. 300. We have to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But but that is Responsicon, uh, as far as I would say. It's got, it does have the coolest MC you'll you'll ever meet, and uh, and all that good stuff. But I'm excited to be there. I know people uh, can go to the jnebid.com link where they can go get a deal on Responsive Bid. I know they can go there and learn all about it and sign up for it. But why don't you fill in the gaps that I left? Yeah. But I'm excited about this thing. I'm excited to be a part of it. Um, I'm very grateful to be a part of it. And uh, what, what do we got going, man? Yeah, I would say that you, you really did a great job of covering it. There's, there's um, one of the big concepts when we started was the idea that it's easy to go to a conference and get inspired and then come home to the fires that have been burning mm -hmm. while you're gone and, and just lose it all. Our concept was you're building a customer journey. Let's put a bunch of people who've built great customer journeys in a room with a bunch of people who are wanting to build great customer journeys. Let's do some mentorship. Let's sit down. Like the first part of the day is very main stagey, idea e. You know, get some concepts of things that you want to build, and then the second half of the day is all hacking rooms. So you'll be able to find groups of people who are trying to do the same things that you are, or who have succeeded at something that you're trying to get off the ground for your customer journey, mm -hmm. and they'll help you implement it. You already talked about videographers and copywriters and script writers, um, but there's people there to help you write your phone scripts. There's yeah. people to help you sort of. Um, identify where your customers are falling out of the loop, figure out your pricing and your packet. You know, we talked about bundles and packages today. Mm -hmm. You can build your pricing strategy in a way that pushes people to specific packages as no brainer options. And again, it's about intention. So you can sit down with someone and goes, wow, I was able to get people to start buying four figure average ticket prices from me when I was in the $500 range, the moment I did X or Y or Z. Mm -hmm. um, and sitting down with those people and then hacking something up right then and there, taking it live, going up and recording it, putting it on YouTube, having it on your website before you even leave, meeting with a website person who goes through your website with you and says, this is where you're losing people right here. This is the, this is the sentence that is making it so people don't see your unique selling proposition. We need to move this up or we need to turn this down or whatever. Having those people talk to you and hack with you when you get on the airplane to go home 
go take care of the fires. You've already got things that are now working for you 24 seven on your website or through your email automations or through your pricing packages that you've designed. What, I mean, there's, there's actually lots of stuff that you could be working on. The point is, is that when you get home, it's done, it's live, it's working. And too many people are going to be home in January going, oh, it's cold. There's nothing I can do right now. There's no work to be done. And I'm telling you right now, the last weekend of January, 2023, you could knock out six months of work in three days yep. with people who are very, very smart. Well said. So when is this thing, Kurt? I should know. I'm supposed to be there, but I can't remember. <laughs> yeah. Well, so ResponsaCon is January 20. Let me pull it up here quick. 26th oh, through the 28th. Um, it's in Phoenix, Arizona. So the weather's fantastic. Mm -hmm. We take care of all your food, no matter what ticket you buy. It doesn't matter which ticket you buy. We keep you all together, generating ideas all day. Um, and then you can actually buy a ticket. We call it the ultimate ticket or the all-inclusive. Both those tickets will actually provide your hotel room. So you don't have to think about getting a hotel. You'll be right there amongst everybody else. Um, and we have the all-inclusive ticket that actually includes all the evening activities. We have improv, we've done bowling, we've done paintball. Every night there'll be a different activity. Um, and if Bobby comes, um, maybe we'll just do paintball and just have everybody shoot Bobby. I don't know. You know, I would do that, but I, I can't. My doctor said no paintball. So sorry, guys. But uh, <laughs> but, but, but nice try, Kurt. But yeah, I, yeah, yeah. One, one little thought, and then we'll get off here. One little thought that I love about this event. If, you, uh, if you're bringing your team, it's a, I'm bringing a few people from my team. If you're bringing your team, it's a great event because all the logistics are taken care of. Once you show up, like Kurt said, the meals are done. You know, you take care of your dinner, I guess, right? Dinner's not included, but breakfast Depending is done. If you have the all-inclusive. Oh, yeah, yeah. If you do the all-inclusive, it does, yeah. Uh, so, it's, you know, you got your breakfast, you got your lunch, and this is good stuff. It's not like, you know, cheap stuff. These are like good, oh, yeah. you know, breakfasts. And it's like family style stuff, right? So we get, I don't mean that it's not served family style necessarily, but you're sitting there with, every, you know, everyone eats together. So if you got your team, it's easy. Hey guys, we'll meet you over there, get together. You sit down, you're chatting, you're talking, doing your thing. If you're by yourself, if you're a solo person, that's the beauty of it. Everyone eats together. It's a, it's built in, not just to get you tuned in with your marketing, not just to get you tuned in with your sales, but also you get you just tuned in with a tribe. You know, yes. um, you know, yes. with, with people that are like-minded like you, there's going to be other, you know, single business owners that feel extra lonely. There's going to be other married business owners that, um, you know, are having a hard time getting their spouse on, you know, on board. And then, and then that guy's going to be able to meet a married business owner. This did a great job with it. And you're going to be able to connect that way. There's all kinds of great opportunities and the way you've built it where everyone's together during the day, it takes the stress out. You don't got to worry about getting your lunch and getting back to the thing in time. It's just done. And did I mention an amazing master of ceremonies so i've heard i've heard yeah. about the master of ceremonies yeah uh viking i actually heard yeah that's what it is so well, welcome to the viking podcast so uh so so that's that kurt do you have a final thought before we get out of here because uh, i want to tell people they can go to j n e bid.com to learn all about ResponseCon. you can buy your tickets uh for ResponseCon on there that's j n e like journey of a new entrepreneur b i d like responsey bid com. So go to jnebid.com. Not only can you sign up for a responsive bid there and get us uh, the the deal that I twisted Kurt's arm. I, on the last episode I recorded, I was like, I had him in a 
enclosed space. And I said, you're going to give me an exclusive where we ain't leaving. <laughs> I, I actually remember it exclusive. very well. <laughs> but anyway, the same place well. you can go there and get that deal with responsive bid. You can go there and check out ResponsiCon. I can't wait to see you guys there. Don't wait. There are limited spaces. Uh, and that's not a sales pitch. It's just the truth. Don't wait. There's limited spaces and uh, we're going to have a lot of fun. Absolutely. Bobby, right. thanks for having me on. I'm passionate about this stuff and I appreciate you help giving me a place to put my voice. I just, I, I, I can talk about this stuff all day. I just love yeah. it. Well, uh, right back at you, my friend. Love you so much. And guys, remember, if you're not doing the things that you want to do in life, you better have a damn good reason for it. But if you're not pursuing them, there's no good reason for it. Peace out.